Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa. And I give a shit. Somebody's got to, because it seems like everybody out there in the world is pretty much self-involved these days. So I do give a shit, even though I am really a pretty self-involved person by nature anyway. But if you get my attention, I will care. And if you want to get my attention, um, you can uh, contact me at, at Dr. Dr. Lisa Levy SP anywhere on social media. So uh, thanks for listening. Um, I'm coming to you from Radio Free Brooklyn, which is the greatest radio station in the world. I have um, I'm very like, you know what? I'm sort of excited, but sort of also calmed. I'm going to say that my guest today somehow is making me feel calm, which is so weird. (laughs) Her name is Abby Eamon, and she is um, the most multi-hyphenated person uh, I think I've had on the show. And I'm going to introduce you to her in a second, right after. um, First of all, I really want to complain about my my Invisaligns, guys, because I know we've been talking about this. Abby, did you know I had Invisaligns? I had it too. You did it too? Yeah, yeah. Really? Your yeah. teeth look great. That makes well, me feel I better. because I had Invisalign. <laughs> wow. So I went to the dentist and I thought I was completely done. And he's like, no, we got to like, so maybe three, I'll get like three more. I have 10 more. Yeah. Well, they, they think they, they can they get it more and more you. perfect, but they're, you know. They, 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 it's not that they lie. They're all perfectionists. Dentists yeah, yes. have to be perfectionists, I guess. So anyway, I just want to remind you that you should donate some money to us because this is a 501c and uh, we we actually, you know, we need money. We we like, we don't even know how we're going to pay for uh, pizza next month. I'm you serious. You got to pay the rent. We got to pay the rent. We got to pay. We we are a nonprofit, and uh, it's listeners like you that keep us going. So, uh, go to radiofreebrooklyn.org/slash/donate and uh, let us know that uh, you care about us. It's Mother's Day, and uh, I want to be your mother. How's that? Give me a couple <laughs> dollars. Anyway, Abby, hello. Thanks for being here. Sure. So here's the thing about, okay, so <laughs> Abby's looking at me because I'm going to describe her. <laughs> so here's the thing about Abby. Okay, so I told you she was a multi-hyphenate. So um, there's so many things that she's done. She's, she, so here's, you know, I don't even know how to describe. I'm, I'm going to try and do it in sort of a list form. But before, before I do that, I just want you to know that I've known who Abby was forever uh, we have some friends in common, but she she's always been kind of like this icon to me, somebody that I would hear about because she's been involved in like all the coolest parties and all the coolest publications and all the coolest everything. And uh, now our, now we're actually in the same room together. So I want to really get off. So this is a very self. Uh, I, I'm having one of my dreams fulfilled here. I'm going to find out more about her. So this is all about me now. <laughs> But I, also, I think it's already all on the internet. <laughs> anyway, I did my research, but um, the thing is also is that chatting with Abby just right now, I think there's sort of like Abby lived the life. I'm going to say that Abby lived the life that I wanted. That if I had the balls, I would have lived. Okay, so that's what I'm going to tell you. It turns out when I was starting out as an art director in advertising, she had started out as a copywriter. 
But um, she went on to have like a really exciting life. I did not until <laughs> until lately, maybe. Uh, and uh, we also both wore black dresses to our weddings. That yeah. so that's pretty that's good. pretty ballsy to get married in black. Yeah, well, you know, at, at your age, I mean, when you were when you were you got married in your thirties, I got married in my fifties. Uh, also, Abby and I are birthday cousins her birthday my birthday is saturday your birthday is a week 27 the 27 and i am going to be 63 and abby she's okay with me saying this she's going to be 60 so see what i'm saying we have parallel parallel lives it's a big one i'm going to find out what my life could have been like but um (laughs) all you need to do is get fired from every job you've ever had i did that (laughs) i but but i I tried to get back i killed myself trying to get i mean i sacrificed my soul for corporate america and abby didn't so anyway (laughs) abby here's one thing i learned about her she you you helped organize the original santa con not the original one. The original one was in uh, from San Francisco as the Cacophony Society. And then when people in New York started doing it, uh, Ducky Doolittle, I don't know if you remember no, her. She used no. to have a fanzine and she would sit in pies and cakes and stuff. And um, a guy named Gavin, they were Cacophony Society members and they started it in New York. And they brought it to one of the parties that I did on Friday nights. That was back when New York City SantaCon lasted all weekend. Wow. And it was less than, I, there had to have been less than 100 people involved. Oh, now wow. Now it's thousands of douche bros and you don't want to yeah, even no, leave your no. house. <laughs> I know. I figured it must have had some other. So anyway, I'm just going to go through this really quickly. Uh, she, she uh, in the past, so this is like mostly like her past uh, Abby runs a Abby owns a bar now. Where I'm going to focus on that in a few minutes, but let me just go through really quickly your background. Self-described smutmeister and her capacity as a writer. She's a really great writer, and I know that from her writing and from her reputation. From other really good writers, have, always have enormous respect for her writing <laughs> and conceivable sexual. So she wrote about covered almost every conceivable sexual topic. Obscure fetishes, carnal obsessions, nightclubs, erotic sex toys, uh, adult DVDs, uh, her own personal sex plots. Three months of the year, she works or she worked for Black City Burning Man, folks. That's what it is. She did like big thing at Burning Man for three years, three months out of each year. So she was big in Burning Man, big part of that. She's written for Penthouse Forum, Penthouse Variation Screw, Hustler, Sexy New York City, Live girls, leg sex, panty play, big butt, big butt. Wow. Wow. Yeah, she a really niche knows. market, if you will. Yeah. Leg world, playboys, rouse, museum of sex, the position, dirty, new rave, extreme. And she's had her own magazines, extreme fetish magazine, porn free, uh, pen. And she started out as the editor, associate editor for Penthouse Forum. Was that after you got... Fired from advertising job. Yeah, well, I got fired from advertising and wound up uh, talking my way into being the Girl Friday receptionist ad money gatherer at, at New York Press. Oh. That was my first job in publishing. Oh. And, you know, I, there I was answering the phones and, and typesetting, you know, on my little tiny oh, Mac. Those yeah. little, remember those little Macs? Yeah, you knew With the little hard drive, the, the little plastic disc. And uh, so I was typesetting the first person. Uh, column, which ah. I, I remember answering the phone once and it was David Sedaris. And, he, and I'm like, who's, who, he asked, I said, oh, okay, I need to talk to John Strasbaugh. And I said, who's calling? 
He's like, oh, it's David Sedaris. I'm like, oh my God, David Sedaris and Sandland Diaries. You're going to be really famous. And that was a long time ago. And that was pretty much all he'd had published. And now he is hugely famous. Yes. So I was prescient there. Looking yes. Here. I could have been a talent scout. You should have invested in him. Uh, I, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So we're not done here. Uh, she's also one of Manhattan's premium party and sorrows. So all these parties, folks, she's done Mondo, Porno, uh, uh, which is a rock and roll meets smut, a gra- a extravaganza in New York, San Francisco, Boston, Las Vegas, BDSM play parties, on-site click and drag, big famous party uh, that I knew about that I was too nerdy to go to. Uh, <laughs> and Gamora Kitchen. I, you know, like there's so many parties here that she ran and she curated a lecture series at the Manhattan um, Museum of Sex. And one one more thing. She booked talent for Rupert Murdoch's Christmas party. That's great. Did you? Yeah, it was. I, I, I think I was like a subcontracted person and I, I just grabbed people. They needed lots of hoopla happening. They needed people and, in, in, in plastic and leather. I think, no, no, that was, it was totally mainstream. I, I, really? booked, I booked like the hungry March band and they wanted like a circus atmosphere. So they wanted a band and jugglers and stuff like that. Oh. So I just, you know, well, I, you can do anything. I can do anything. You can do anything. You know, if you could do that. I know all the freaks. I just booked a bunch of freaks for my nephew's 21st birthday party. Oh, wow. You're, it was Gianni Versace themed. He's very specific. Wow, your nephew? Specific. Where yeah. does he live? That, that, that apple didn't fall far from any tree. Wow. So my, my, well, you're an aunt. You must be like, is, yeah. is he like, oh, my God, you're my aunt. I can't get over how great that is. Yeah, well, all my sister's kids think I'm pretty great because I'm kind of a weirdo for an aunt. But uh, but my nephew's a weirdo, too. He's been a weirdo so since like he, he was knows. little. He know he see he sees he sees himself. Any twenty one year old who does a Gianni Versace theme for I mean he had like rented Venus de Milo. It was that crazy. Was, that was his idea. Yeah, he's he's yeah. He's so a can I just ask? Is he gay? Yeah. Okay. I mean I don't know. You know. <laughs> yeah, he was gay from the get go. He was and and made me believe in nature, not nurture, because like. Yeah, he just yeah no, I get definitely, it. I get definitely, definitely born that way. Okay, also Abby's been on like a bunch of TV television shows. shows. Yeah. Okay, so you get the you get the picture, guys. You get the picture. <laughs> so that's like uh, so so you're you know you're on the verge of you're going to be sixty in a week, right? Yeah, it's a it's a big one. I'm I'm usually not too afraid of birthdays, but this one's a little bit scarier than yeah. the rest. Yeah, I really had to uh I really had to manage that one myself. I hear you. You know, it's really it's interesting to hear you say that because for one thing like uh like I said I identified with you cuz you had the life that I wished I'd had. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you're you're not like you're not an old lady. N- no, I may maybe a cer- of a certain age, we're but, the, but, but, yeah, but yeah. we're like we're we're you know we're we're on doing the same. I mean, you own a bar now. Yeah, I mean, people say that I'm the youngest old person they know because I've just you know I refuse to grow up, right? For, for the most part, yeah, because we still want to have fun. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think that you have to get boring just because you're older. No, and- I think curiosity is a really don't you, yeah, don't you think? And, and and sort of there's like a, a zip to it. I I'm not I just I'm not one to stay home all the time. I do stay home now more than I used to because I feel like I have to 
conserve my mental energy, be, like being a bartender right. and being right. at the bar all the time. It, it's like being forced to be social. Right, right, it, right. As opposed to, oh, I'm going to this fun party because I want to. It's like no. you know, enforced social time. And that can be a little draining. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could see. I could see that. I mean, I feel a little bit like sometimes like I love doing the show and I love trying to connect with people through the show. And uh, hopefully I do just not try. try. But um, the thing is, is that um, self-criticism there. Shut up, Lisa. (laughs) So anyway, the thing is, is that, uh, but I know what you mean. Like sometimes I feel so sated by doing the show that I don't want to like have any kind of conversation. Like I just want to run home after an eight hour shift and, you know, sit with the dog on the couch and watch Law and Order reruns. (laughs) So this is your current your current thing. You started this bar a couple of years ago. Tell us about the bar. Um, uh, it's called Lucky. It's on Avenue B between 10th and 11th. Uh, I bought the space February 2016 and took a couple months to renovate it. I just posted actually a picture of what it looked like before mm-hmm. on the bar social media today, at which I switch, oh, up every, I switch that up every day. And May is... Lower East Side History Month, so I'm trying to do historical posts when I have no events is, going is on. Is that social media? Because I posted uh, Facebook. Is it more Instagram? Should, should we look at it's that? It's Instagram. And so we should look Instagram, at Instagram. Okay. No, no, no. That actually isn't Oh, where did Instagram. you post, I should Facebook say? Facebook and Google Business. Oh, Those Google ones, Business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I usually, I save the, the, um, the Insta for stuff that's Perfect. like tonight. There's a uh, come to this or come to this. She's got it worked out folks. today. I don't want to, I don't do the daily stuff because I, it's just exhausting. <laughs> no, no. I just, yeah, I want, yeah, I'm good. I'm learning here. We're learning. We're I all probably learning. should be posting no, every day on no, Insta, but no, no, you're doing enough. Well, you're also, doing fine. Also, you know, I'll, I'll hashtag, you know, day drinking or whatever and get a new follower in Australia and it doesn't do shit for me. Right. Bar. Right. Like, it's lovely that I have that new follower, you know, like, oh, stitching, bitch. That's really great. So I have people who are into knitting in the UK. It's like, <laughs> well, they're not going to come to the bar, at least not this week. Who knows? Maybe they'll come a year from now. But so I, I need people. I need asses yeah, and seats no, today. I, I hear I hear <laughs> you. So you opened the bar a couple of years ago. So seeing how. Yeah, parallel lives. Like, but see, that's what's so great. Like, I, I mean, like, I'm thinking about how I started this radio, started doing a radio show, this show, four years ago at age 59. I had never done this before, and you never opened a bar. I never even managed a bar. I had bartended, but uh, and that's you know, so great. So I, it just took tremendous happened? balls. I'll tell you, that's I, what I'm saying. Y- folks. The only difference between doing something and not doing something is just barreling on ahead because I really didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've learned loads of lessons. I'm currently trying to open bar number two. Really? Yeah. But, wow. And it'll be cheaper and easier because of all the lessons I've learned. Wow. So you, you've you taken to it. Yeah. I mean, I've been in the black since the day we opened, which wow. apparently is a big deal. But I didn't have yeah. any choice because I spent too much money on the renovation. So I, while I wanted to have X amount of dollars in the bank so that I would have a cash reserve if I wasn't in the black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that just didn't happen. So it was just, I was lucky that I was in the black from the get go. Well, I'm going to guess a big part or, or a, what, certainly a, uh, an intrinsic element of your talent is that you are really good at somehow corralling people into a really fun social 
Yes, I've place. been. I've been able. What is, I've been, what is that? I've been pretty good with the coercion. You know, I I can motivate people to socialize, um, and I I think I've always done that since I was little. Yeah, like I've you're loved really to throw parties and bring that. people together and introduce people to each other, and um, and the bar has. You know, it, it it's hard to believe how closely it has turned out to the original vision because you know you can you can paint the walls and put the bottles of booze in but you know you don't really know who's going to walk in the door and i've found that even from the very beginning the people the the people i didn't want in there would walk in and walk right back out that's fabulous and the people (laughs) i did want have been there ever since i opened and it's it's a, we, we call ourselves, I call it the, our gallery of weirdos. I've had this great like carnival sign that I bought at a, a antique mall in Reno. It just says gallery of weirdos. And that's our thing. And everybody's an oddball in their own little way, all super smart and interesting with loads of things to say, you know, we don't suffer fools and we don't like, you know, we don't do stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we don't have any TVs in the bar, so the, the people that. who walk in and they immediately go, "This isn't for me," and they leave. Oh, we get a lot good. of muggles in the summer because muggles? they do love the backyard. Yeah, What's norm- muggles? normals. Muggles. Muggles is a it's a Harry Potter word. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Muggles are non wizards, and oh. so I, in my world we're oh, all muggles. wizards. See, that's good. I'm, I'm going to borrow that. The I'm, muggles I'm love the on. backyard and we love their money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they're not. I mean, if you're the bartender, they're not in your face then. Right. So True. that's fine. Let them. Yeah. Just... And, you know, I'm schooling people on how to drink and behave in a bar. Right. One muggly 22 year old at a time. Because yeah. they do. Some of them do come in and, and manage to stick it out. Well, with. Oh, oh. The well, youngsters. What would what would be misbehaving? What would you consider like it, drinking? It isn't, it isn't even misbehaving. They just it's, like they don't know how to order. They don't know how to tip. They don't know how to like interact in a bar. It's it's kind of crazy. They, there that's was, hard to imagine. There were generations where you would go into a bar and be like, "Oh, this is alien territory." So I'm going to observe the behavior of everyone yeah, else right. and mirror that because that's how things work. And these are just there's this whole new generation, and I'm not I don't like to be slagging the. Um, the millennials, but like there is a, it's a whole generation of people who aren't aware of what's going on around them and learning You're from right. it. They're just like, right. burr, 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 burr. my parents gave me, you know, a, right. a ribbon for getting out of bed or whatever yeah. that whole yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. school of thought is <laughs> that they just aren't looking around themselves to see how to conduct themselves. And I, they, they can get away with that other places, but I'm like, Hey, that doesn't fly here. That's good. You, know, you have to, be That's polite. Good. You have to, you know, look around you and be aware of what you're doing in the world. That's good. So you're putting some really good stuff out there. I also want to comment. <laughs> I, <hope> so. <laughs> I also will thank I thank you. And I think a lot of people are grateful for the instruction that you're giving these people. But I also want to comment on the uh, jukebox, which oh, is magic. Thank you. I uh, I. I don't know where I even got the idea. I just, I knew that I wanted for sure, at least to have the music from the downtown Beirut jukebox. Mm-hmm. And in you've, my been bar. In, you've been involved in music. You have a back. Yeah. I mean, uh, peri- tangentially. Tangent, yeah. Cause yeah. you know, sex and music. And right. And, and nightclubs for yeah, sure. Right. Um, but I wanted there to be music that I wanted to hear. And I, lo- I worked, I hung out in and then worked in downtown Beirut, which I still think is the best 
bar ever. And it had this amazing jukebox, super eclectic. So I, I had a friend, actually the husband of the woman who was the bartender when I used to hang out there. She gave me some of her shifts when she retired. Uh, they made the CDs for me. So there are six wow. CDs on there that more or less replicate the downtown Beirut jukebox. You've got, wow. you know, Touch Me, I'm Sick. You've got Mr. Tambourine Man by William Shatner. Wow. Yeah, um, monkeys and what have you. And then there's a couple CDs from the Mars Bar. There's a couple wow. CDs from the Lakeside Lounge. There's wow. uh, Motor City. And then I had some more made by DJs from parties. So Howie Pyro from Green Door made me a CD. Wow. And Michael T from Motherfucker made me a CD. I had one that, of Michael T's from Kitchen. Um, I've got a Jackie 61 from Johnny Dinell. So I've got like some famous DJs make me mix CDs of the music that they spun at these now defunct parties. Wow. So it's, it's crazy eclectic. It's the only place you're going to hear, you know, a, a, an amazingly wide range of music that isn't, it's a highly curated. It isn't an internet jukebox, mm-hmm. which I thought was all the music in the world. And if you go and look, it isn't, <laughs> they, they limit that. And you, you're not going to be able to put classical music on in a rock bar, I guess. But, um, hmm. But yeah, we've got a pretty it's it's a super really, wide variety. It's a really, it's. I mean, there is kind of nothing like that jukebox. It's true. I yeah. mean, it is true. We all we know this. We know this. So um, that adds a lot. I mean, the space is also. I really like the size of the space. Did you have? A, was that a big consideration? Well, or? when I first started looking at spaces, I looked at the old. Um, God, what was the? Not gonna remember the name of it. It was a place on Rivington, and it was t- uh, too big. And I looked at the old lit lounge and I was a little afraid of that because I'd never done this before. And I didn't want to, if I was going to fail, I wanted to fail on a smaller scale. So (laughs) I was looking for something smaller and this place is only 500 square feet Mm -hmm. um, with a couple more square feet in the yard. So, yeah. So it's nice because it doesn't feel like it feels like everybody is sort of in the same room. (coughs) Excuse me. It's in height. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Yeah, it feels like intimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great place. Let's let's give out. It's it's Avenue B and between tenth and eleventh, one six eight Avenue B. B. Yeah, yeah. It's it's and you have a lot of events there, right? Yeah, I do like a a monthly Burning Man happy hour. People want to learn about Burning Man or meet up with people who are going or Mm -hmm. just hobnob. Like it brings in people from out of town who are burners coming through New York City, and they'll stop in. Like if I didn't even realize, you know, Google statistics or whatever can tell you how people find the bar. And one of them is like NYC Burning Man bar and which, so oh, that's, that's oh, pretty cool. That's cool. So people are finding me that way. And I, we do have a monthly stitch and bitch where people come and do their knitting and crocheting. We have a monthly kink and draw, which is like a drink and draw only with a fetish aspect. Uh-huh. And lady zombie is uh-huh. the hostess of that. So people come and they sketch. She, she has her models in, you no, know, tied up or with a ball gag or whatever. So, <laughs> so I still have one, one like toe still in the kink community. Uh, and I do like clothing swaps and I have, I have a wine group that's coming in mm-hmm. now. All kinds of, it's you know, all interesting stuff. It's all on the stuff. website that I have posted on the Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, yeah, It's Lucky so, RB is yeah, all my social media. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I think... I mean, uh, thank you from the community for doing this. It seems like a public service. <laughs> it is, well, and like when even before I barely was open, Gays Against Guns needed a place to to make their props. Mm-hmm. And so they've been doing like spray painting T-shirts and banners in my backyard 
since they first formed after the big shooting in Florida. And now we have those every day. So no, nobody's even, you know, but they've gotten arrested places and become sort of a, a pretty well-known um, protest group. They have uh, some people involved with gays against guns are from the mm-hmm. old act up crew. So they know how mm-hmm. to perform s- entertaining civil disobedience, if mm-hmm. you will, like they mm-hmm. get on the news and they make, they have an impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. You've com- you have had, it seems to me like um, I'm going to call it your career, even though it doesn't have any kind of linear trajectory. <laughs> Not at all. It, the only trajectory it has is the roadmap of your life. Really? Yeah. You personally, I don't know anybody <laughs> like this. Like you. So, uh, so anyway, uh, but it seems as if like part of what you've been is you've been a force in a lot of different communities. Would you say that's true? Yeah. I I mean, the nightlife world, you know, introduced me to many different worlds. So when I first started going to Jackie 60 and I, you know, I was like so afraid to go because they're flyers were really intimidating and they're like dress code and legends know no code. And I didn't mm-hmm. realize that, you know, you didn't have to pay attention to the dress code if you were a legend. And I, so I like got all dressed up and I went there and I'm like, Oh my God, the only people who are really dressed up for the most part, are the people who work here, um, which made it very difficult when we started click and drag, because then those legends would show up in their blue jeans and we'd be like, nah, we don't allow people uh. in blue jeans. So it was, it was tough because click and drag had an extremely tough, no khakis, no blue jeans. Oh, wow. Um, one of the my co-producers' husbands came in in blue jeans once, mm-hmm. and that was like, you know, the, the closest we got to mm-hmm. anyone coming in in blue so, jeans. So has your lifestyle been kind of the same? Like, what's what did I miss? What did I miss? Because I had to go to work at like you know nine o'clock till like late at night. What were you doing? What what what, what did I miss? Did you well? I, were you, you know, sleeping all day and going out all night, or what was it like? What was your life? Do you and also do you think that your lifestyle has been consistent, even though like. You, you have so many different things that you do. Writing, I think writing and hosting are well, two. Well, when I, I, when I finally got laid off or fired or whatever from Penthouse, um, I wound up freelancing and, you know, you can do that at any hour. So I was still doing the parties and I had been doing the parties like um, anyway on Saturday nights and so I, I could be why you were could, working yeah, at yeah, you had a full-time job at penthouse yeah writing and, and i could do more parties when i didn't have to get up in the morning not that i wouldn't have done them anyway but it was certainly easier to not need to get up in the morning so i like i was asleep when 9-11 happened wow and um because i'd been up all night the night before and you know when you get home at five or six or whatever in the morning you sleep half the day away and you know and you then i would get up and i would write and i and it wasn't for lack of trying i mean i did try to get jobs it was just you know once you've worked at penthouse it's not exactly the big resume builder that anyone might think it would be it, you know, it was certainly a great job and the woman who was my boss took it very seriously and we weren't allowed to have bare legs in the summer and oh, the wow. men had to wear ties. Really? And, wow. Yeah, she was, well, she was an ex-dominatrix, so she had a very heavy hand. Uh, <laughs> so to speak. So to speak. And she didn't let us get away with much, but she, and she was super, super serious. And, you know, we, these are the words you can use for is genitalia and these are the exact, words you couldn't. Is that a good thing or like a 
It, it we well it, it gave us a little bit of structure and and discipline. So I guess. Okay. I mean, that's what she wanted was discipline. Cause, because cause, cause I'm sensing that she was annoying. <laughs> well, what was it like when she finally let me go? She uh, said, oh, I know you've never been happy here. And I was very taken aback by wow. that because I loved the job. I loved the job. Wow. But the other guy who also got laid off with me, I don't know, she could have kept us on and she made some, you know, oh, I'm keeping the people who I hired more recently. Uh, and no, they I know. A, whatever. The, yeah, she had I know some that bullshit feeling. Excuse. I've been fired a lot. But I know that we, we were malcontents, but not in a, I didn't think in a bad way. We just wanted the magazine to be better. And we were trying to drag it kicking and screaming into the 21st century. And she was resistant. And we're like, please Uh let us have a column. Like we talked her into a CD review, like let us review CDs. And we called it fucking fabulous music. So, and we would position it as, as, as buy this CD to have sex to. Right. Like we had to like talk her into it. Did it, did it go well? It went fine. I mean, but she, you, she took you personally. She yeah, took she, you personally. Well, and also she knew that I was like, again, the, back to the whole not suffering fools. Uh, she's like, I know you're making it a face at me behind my back. And I'm like, yeah. And if I wanted to turn around and go, yeah, because you're being a fucking pain in my ass. And but because that's how I speak right. to people. Right. And I think we should all be on equal footing. And she was the boss, because, uh. you know, and which was fine. You know, we weren't equals. She was my boss. But I she also created this um, atmosphere of of openness. So I felt like I could be a little bit more real with her than you might be with another boss. Well, it's penthouse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she did want everyone to realize that we had a serious day job and, you know, publishing is fairly serious. And then you're on a deadline and you can't, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. slack off or, you know, you yeah. missed your deadline. And then the, the, it was, it was print and print. We could see that print was failing and we were just trying to like sell magazines. And in the end it didn't matter really. No, no, but it sounds like, um, it sounds sort of um, ironic or something or counterintuitive, whatever you want to call it, because you expect one thing from Penthouse, but then it sounds like she had kind of a different, she, it, it, you know what I mean? Well, like she, think, she, she had a formula that, that it had been working for 30 years and didn't want to, you know, fuck with the product. And we just wanted to modernize it a little bit. Right, right, and, right. You know, it was a super fun job though. It was great. Yeah. I, you know. I got to people will be like, so are the letters real? Because, you know, Penthouse Forum mm-hmm. and variations and Penthouse Letters were all those little digest size magazines. And yeah, they were really we would cool. get I would get real letters like handwritten and have to type them into wow. the computer. And some of them would be all set up and no denouement. And some of them. So we would have to write the come shot or whatever. <laughs> and some uh-huh. of them would be all that and no build up. Uh-huh. And, you know, so I, we would, so you would, would flesh it them. out, you so would, to speak. <laughs> How long did you have that job? Gosh, um, not very long. Three. I feel like every job I've ever had lasted two to four years. And then Something like that. I just really have been fired from every job I've ever had, which I, is I, why I'm I, a good I, entrepreneur. We, 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 we are, we are really the same that way too. I've been fired from just, I mean, I've had jobs. For maybe four or five years, but I have been fired from pretty much every job I've had. I'm a mouthy broad. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah they I, don't I have like a real that. hard time keeping my mouth shut. And no one really wants smart women around if they yeah. can help it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or not. You can be smart, smart, just not smarter than me. 
And yeah. I, and I'm yeah. a genius, so yeah. get out of the way, yeah. everybody. <laughs> not openly smart. Right. You have to hide it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not very good. And, and at rebellious that. as well. You know, like yeah. I said, she just she just wanted everyone to nod and smile and right. be good little slaves. And we didn't want to be mm-hmm. her little slaves. We wanted to, you know, have our own say. So anyway, you know what? I have to remind people that they're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can tell them. Yeah. Tell Radio them. Free Brooklyn. <laughs> tell them. So will you tell them for me? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to <laughs> Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you. That's so good. <laughs> and they're in a new, really cool uh studios last mm-hmm. time i was i don't even remember where i come up out of the subway and i'm i'm such a borough snob i'm like oh hey brooklyn i don't know where am i and i would have pop up out of the hole in the ground and bumble along where I've, my little gizmo tells me to go but this is super swanky so um yeah and um we we're getting it at a discount folks but we still have to pay for it yeah i'm so- sure I, I when i walked in i asked lisa so the landlord must be like Oh, we're going to give some of our square footage at a reasonable rate to the artists. No, the 501C, so we can ah, get a tax deduction, well, bless too. bless their little hearts. Yeah, but we, you know, That's we good. don't, yeah, we, this is totally like, you know, seat of the pants operation. So go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate and donate some money. There, I did my job. Yeah. I did my job. But, um, you know, so I'm looking at you, I'm thinking, you know, you're going to, I'm going to be 63 on center and you're going to be 60 in a couple of weeks. So this is a time when I kind of like look back. Do you, are you like, and like, I'm thinking like, like what I'm thinking about is like, how do, how do you, um, like what phase of life am I in? Yeah. Do well, you think like my that? parents, my dad died recently at uh, 94 Wow. and my mom is 83 and so I'm, I, I've got a lot uh, longer to go, I think. So I don't, I don't look at it like at like twilight of my life or no, anything no, maudlin no. like that. Um, and I, you know, I'm certainly still doing pretty much everything that I always have done. Yeah, absolutely. I stay until four in the morning you, if I want to, and I drink if I want to, and do drugs. And you if started, I want to. and you started a new venture like two years ago. Right, so we're recently, not, so uh, it's all don't new. Don't let me project that onto you, <laughs> yeah. please. But um, what I guess, like I, I think about like kind of working in corporate America and working, and then my life past that. Do you like? How would you? How do you sum up all that stuff that you've done? Is there a way that you look like, like, I'm just saying, like, for me, it's kind of like post, like, I'm in the post-corporate America and also married. You know, I got married at 54. So I'm in that phase. I define, not define, but it's kind of like, it feels. Well, you're you're in a more personal nesting time of your life probably than you've been previously. Maybe. Doing your own thing more than you ever have before. Yeah, I'm doing my own thing at, um, as far as my work goes, but then maybe in a certain way, there's a certain restriction to like living with this other fucking human. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I, I'm, so I like having my own space. And so yeah. I don't feel I. I don't, you know, it's been a long time since I've done the corporate America. So that phase was so long ago that it's like in the the deep. Well, is there like a pre-bar post? Are you in your are you in your bar phase? Yeah, and I mean, I've got a ten year lease, seven more years. God mm-hmm. knows what the next step is going to be. If I get, if I do wind up opening bar number two, it would be a totally different thing. Where this, would it be? In the, it's still in the East Village well, because I, I I need to be able to get there. Why do you so ambitious? Why do you want another bar? Um, because 
I want to be busier. Does that sound insane? Um, I feel like this one is sort of running itself. It is pretty easy. And a lot of what I do is booking events, booking the parties, booking like looking three Mm -hmm. months into the and it, and I've been doing that mm-hmm. now since publishing and the party throwing like you just are living in the future. So it helps me to not live in the past. You know, if anything, it's Facebook that wants us all. Oh, look what you yeah, were doing a year yeah. ago or whatever. It's like I don't give so, a shit what I was doing so, a year ago. So just, yeah, stay looking into the future. And and I the, the if I find bar number two. I probably won't be there at all because where lucky is the clubhouse and it is the vision. Mm-hmm. But this other place would be more a bigger vision of um, like a a different kind of venue and it would be more mainstream. Mm-hmm. It would, wouldn't scare people away in the same way that lucky scares right, people right, away. Right. It would be more for the mainstream. More inclusive. Maybe, yes. In a yes. Certain, well, I mean, I, I, I hate I like that to, word. Yeah, I, like I hate cons- that word. I shouldn't have said See, that. To me, inclusive, I consider lucky to be extremely inclusive. Right. We just got a really crappy Yelp review recently by this woman who said, Oh, it's snobby and clicky. Don't bother going oh, unless you already know someone who's in, which is just preposterous. No, I, have I know. To say. I it, know. Are, I, there is nothing snobby about me no, or anyone who hangs out in this no, bar. I know that at all. I know that, I, but that's it was a fucking internet, man. Yeah. It, well, that's everyone, a, everyone just has a bad an opinion internet and we're all publishers, bad. right? Right. But, but this, she was there Oops, um, on a Friday night. It was rainy. Um, Donovan is my Friday night bartender, and he's not Mr. Hill, fellow well met. He's not like mm-hmm. he, he's not an impresario. He do, he just wants to give you your drinks. And mm-hmm. he's I call him the ever acerbic mm-hmm. Donovan. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it had been me behind the bar and you came in and didn't know anyone, I would introduce you to people mm-hmm. because unless, you know, unless someone's just like on their phone or in I a know. book and clearly doesn't want to interact with I anyone, I Make sure that they meet people because right. that's what everyone's there for. As Gaz Regan said, no one goes to a bar for a drink. There are a million other reasons. They're doing their laundry or they're trying to get out of the house because their roommate's having sex with their roommate or whatever. There are yeah. millions of reasons why people yeah, go right. to a yeah. bar and a drink isn't the only one. Anyway, right, 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 so I, right. I, And I apologize to them. I'm like, I'm very sorry oh, you had man. that experience because I would have introduced You're you to so people. so not like that. Yeah, you I'm about as far from snobby so as it's possible to be. not like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, so I do think that we are inclusive, but I, I, I'm more inclusive of weirdos and less inclusive of the people who are being included everywhere else already, most especially in the East Village because there are so many bars now that are – for the mainstream they're just yeah. for the, uh, joe yeah. schmo and patty mcevrywheres and you know i don't yeah, i don't no. i don't want to be the 13th step i right, don't want right. to be need, well you also every other bar yeah right 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 um but Trying you know what i'm learning for something. the weirdos i'm learning something from you all about looking forward <laughs> looking forward yeah, well you yeah. must book people for here which allows you to look forward yeah but i think that is because because um I do think that um, I, I'm going to say myself, and certainly you. We have not we have not evolved into like rigid. We we are we are curious people who are evol- continually evolving. I right? think New York is still full of those people. Maybe fewer, but certainly people in our age group are still here. Because I have like a couple of my regulars are older than I am. Yeah, and they have recently moved to New York. 
because they're curious, because they don't want to be old, because they don't want to be rigid and they they want to go see concerts and go see art exhibits and visit galleries and meet new people. And they don't want to be, you know, locked into their little mm-hmm. world that they, you know, that the people in suburbia might be or wherever. Um, so I think New York fosters uh, a good place for or, curiosity. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. And also, um, I know myself that I don't want to, like my impression of old people is from like where I came from, my family. How about you? What kind of? Yeah, I mean, like, my my, your par- parents? my father was a pilot. So wow, he, we traveled a lot. So that oh, he, that's all he wanted to be a pilot to go see the world. And so, you know, where did we, you travel to? Oh, That's I've been everywhere. What, really? I, you know, I've ridden on a camel between the Sphinx and the pyramids. Wow. I've been all over. I, I haven't, you know, been to a, to every country, but I, you know, I did the backpacking Uriel thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was going to ask you if you were really athletic, because I think you have a lot of physical energy. And I think I that's do. from I don't being hold athletic. Still. <laughs> I don't hold no, still. No, but you much. have so much energy. Like the idea. I mean, at any age, folks, I mean, come on. I want to open a second bar. Yeah. Come I mean, I, I I stay in shape. I go to the gym and I and I move mm-hmm. kegs around. But you also seem like, were you into sports when you were no, a kid or anything? No, I've never been anything? a sports ball person. I was on the drill team in high school. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Oh, I loved it. I love dance. Really? I love dancing. And I, you know, it was, we had really cool uniforms. There were gold, the May oh. and blue, oh. you know, and we would, yeah, I loved it. And then I was a letter girl, which was sort of like a pom-pom girl cheerleader thing. Right. So that's act. That's athletic. Yeah, I guess. You, I mean, you have that's some not, natural yeah, athletic more, talent. More choreography, less but com- your competitiveness. Par- your parents <laughs> must have been very um, curious people as well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. My mom still is. She goes and plays bridge every day. Wow. She loves to go shopping to weird antique malls and flea markets and mm-hmm. stuff. And she loves to chat everyone up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what about your sisters? You said... You have, you just have just si- one sister, and yeah, she's pretty much sort of like me, but if if the person who followed the rules a little bit better, so she like took the SATs five times and went to Princeton, and she did got a really fancy job. What did and she do? She, well, now she, um, I hope she doesn't isn't offended by this, but I like to say she divorced well. Like, you know, so people, oh, yeah. people marry well. Well, she married this guy and and they both moved to California together and got married. And when they moved to California, neither of them even had a job. They just wanted to be back in California or he, yes, he'd never lived there before. And she had. So they wanted to move to California and he got fabulously wealthy and then they got a divorce. Uh-huh. So she, but she was part of what did he do? Yeah. Private equities. Right. He was good at math. <laughs> and, um, good, at, good, good at figuring shit out yeah, yeah. he's good at figuring shit private out private equities is sort of what what no richard gear did in in, in uh, <laughs> pretty woman but they have they have like corporate raiders or whatever they gave it a different name so it wouldn't have such a bad rap <laughs> i could be making that totally up no, because I don't, I don't understand but he made a mega fuck ton of money so. in the money business yeah, he was he in the money, money business he, so he made he a lot of money and he's still raking it in and they yeah and she had a lot to do with that i'm sure well she's she had four of his children and yeah you know, so a, she deserved so now well, she, she sits on the boards of a bunch of really super fancy uh what do you call non-profit um, charities charities like the berkeley, that's nice the, the berkeley rep and i don't know if she's still on the board of berkeley rep but uh and then like the 
I don't know the names of all of them. She has four kids. She's got four that's kids. That's not that easy. Four, There's no four, way around ama- that. Four amazing children. That's and so that's cool. Crazy full time job. That's so cool. So you have kids in your life that way. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, like me, see, this is what I'm saying. Neither of us had children. No. Although oh, yeah, I'm definitely. a stepmom, but. No, no different. kids. Thank God. Oh my God. All my friends. Had and kids you were married. Else. You, you were married in a different, you had been married, but you were married in a different phase of your life. Right? Yeah. I mean, I got married when I was like 34, 35 and, and you know, I still had a fairly like, yeah, that's not young. That's not un- like you didn't unstructured have structured life. I, I, you when know, you were married, we were both working nine to five jobs when I got married, but I got laid off from penthouse like three years in. Mm-hmm. So I had a pretty weird, mm-hmm. you know, job situation. So you're single or at least you're single. I'm seeing someone. You're seeing somebody, yeah, but see, how, seeing so somebody. how long, how long has it been that you've been in the single mix? Well, I was single from most uh, off and on, I guess from when we, I got divorced, which was 2000. I don't even remember when we first when it became official, but I've been more or less single off and on since 2006. Since I had a boyfriend for a while there, but uh-huh. it was so difficult that I like, even though we were together for five years, uh, there were times in those five years where I wasn't with him. And mm-hmm. the guy that I'm seeing now, I've only been seeing for seven, eight months. So mm-hmm. that was a pretty big span of time to be single. Were and you, I, I wrote, um, I had a blog yeah. for a long time and I wrote a lot about dating horror stories. What was it Just, like? I, it, dating is terrible. Why? Why? Internet dating's terrible. Why? It's terrible. I, it's just dating sucks. Just people, people meeting organically in this dimension is far better. Like, you know, if you're looking across the room at someone and you're like, well, I like the way they look. And then they catch you looking at them and then they think, oh, I like the way they look. And then you can maneuver over until you're talking to each other. But on the internet, you can look at a, you know, two dimensional photograph and read their favorite movies and still not like the way they smell when you're in the same room with them. It's just so terrible. It's so terrible. It makes so much sense to me, you know, because sometimes you feel like, oh, well, you know, if I whatever I could go in because I obviously met my husband before we were before Internet dating was popular. But like it seems like it would be a way out. But, you know, I mean, when I I spent all of my 30s and my early 40s single and I would go like six months without ever, ever having a date and stuff like that. It's really hard. Well, also. You know, aside from how hard it is to date, whether it's online or not, if you're a weirdo or a super smart person or a super bossy person or a super like I'm extremely difficult to get along with, I think Um, difficult to please in certain ways. I don't suffer fools. I don't have patience for stupid. There's so many things about me that make me kind of undateable Uh, (laughs) that um that, and people, I just would never meet people that I, I wanted to spend you know that much time with. You know what, ladies, and I want the young ladies to hear this, because I wind up saying this, I kind of realized this later in life that, because um, I, whatever, um, I have a big mouth and I don't like, you know, I'm not a suck up. 
So men, you know, whatever. I had my own, I had my own reasons why men didn't want to date me, which I didn't realize at the time. But looking back, I realized that a lot of times guys just don't want smart, outspoken women. Right. And I wind up telling a lot of young women this because they think, as I did, that there was something wrong with me. Right. But there's nothing wrong with you, no, ladies. There, well, yeah, there's it's never anything men. wrong with you. There's never anything wrong with you. All you need to do is keep being you until the person who appreciates that comes along. Because being alone is way better. And to be honest, the one good thing about Tinder and, and internet mm-hmm. dating is, is if you just want to have sex, you can swipe whatever and go, okay, person who I can maybe tolerate for an hour and a half, meet me over here and let's just do this. Yeah, so there is I would have loved that. You can, I mean, and that's I what we did when we that. would hang out in bars back in the day. No, and but you just you... get shit faced enough. You can take anybody home. Not that I did that no, at all. No, I mean, no, I'm totally well, no, because you were part. People. Why would you? You had a nightlife to run. No, <laughs> no, 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 I'm totally sure. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. Sure you did. did. That's what. That's why. I, that's why you're here. I want to. No, I mean, I. You know, look. Uh, you know. What? Well, this, but this guy that I'm seeing, I I met him on a pirate ship. Ha- on a real pirate. Yeah. On a, ship? Well, on a pirate ship, a friend of mine runs pr- promotes events on a pirate ship. And, wait, uh, wait, what's a pirate? It's, it's a ship that you, and he like books a little band and some entertainment and he invites people to pay to mm-hmm. come on. But and you, you go don't out raid, into, raid anything. No, you go out into the harbor in the moonlight and, and wow. sail around the Statue of Liberty and, and there's a bar and there's music wow. and entertainment. And I want to go. It's Tell really me. fun. It's really Tell fun. Tell me. I want to go. I, I, but I, I wish I could promo him, but I don't know what the... Well, don't worry is. about it. Um, um, but he cut like he was invite well, me. Yes, invite I will me. totally invite you. And <laughs> but I, anyway, this, so this, you met yeah, him. This, this guy was on my friend who was promoting the event said, oh, there's this guy who's celebrating his his birthday and he's invite his 50th birthday and he's invited. He's bought 50 tickets for his friends. Oh, on this. wow. And I'm like, I, I said, I don't that name doesn't ring any bells, but he's a Bernie man guy. And then when I got down to the, you know, the dock, I did recognize a couple people, including a friend of mine who's a lawyer. And at one point while out on the water, I went over to say hello to this lawyer friend. And uh, he was talking to this other guy and they, he introduced us and we've been dating ever since. So Well, so you met him and then you, I met you, him on a pirate And you ship. hit, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And we had and you the hit after it off? party was at, at Lucky. So, cause this oh. guy whose birthday it was, his nickname is Lucky. And so we all went oh. To lucky after the pirate oh, ship. That's so and, cool. And my gentleman friend and I chat, 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 chat. And, you know. So you he, like him. Yeah, I do. And well, what? eight months is a, yeah. You, know. you like him. Yeah, yeah. And he's, <laughs> Does he know that? He's 12 years younger than me. Or yeah, 13 yeah. Or whatever. So, yeah, so I that's pretty figure. awesome. I, I've I never dated anyone them. older because I just. Yeah, my boyfriend before my husband was 13 years younger. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could totally see it. I could totally see it. I could totally see it. So what does he do? Tell to catch up with me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Who else? Right, exactly. You need a younger man for sure. So uh, the energy level. So what does he do, or what's he? He uh, just started started a local, well, a local office of a. business that's from the west coast and he's like a mover a mover like a, he runs a moving company yeah, it's or a, logistics yeah, or something yeah, like moving, that moving shipping does he work in an office yeah he has an yeah, office yeah yeah but he's working all of the time he's he may have an office but that's when he the, works a but lot. He, he's on he's uh-huh. making the logistics does he happen other everywhere weird, is he a creative person in other ways or he's like he's he's he he 
he doesn't have to have like that whole other thing. No, he's a pretty, I mean, I I won't say normal, but. He, yeah, he yeah, he's sounds a pretty, like a, maybe a grounded person. Yeah, definitely. Definitely That's a little more. really good. He's a grown up and he's a little more living in the world of reality than me or 90% of the people so I know. So that's interesting. Is that something that you would have gone for at a younger age? I don't know. Um, and, and the funny thing is, is that the guy who introduced us <laughs> told him, you know, how you have two friends and you always think those two would really hit it off. Yeah, that's not you two. <laughs> so he would never have thought oh, to, that we so would get funny. along. And we are very different people, but, you know, we have a good time when we're together. He has his world. I have my world. We come uh-huh. together. So does he get like a total kick out of your world? Yeah, or sometimes. He- I think he he, he he's finds it uh, uh, a curiosity, maybe. Yeah. And he can come and dabble. But, uh-huh. I mean, like he's I'm not he's not going to put on. He was not dressed as a pirate on the pirate ship no, as I was. No. And he doesn't put on a Santa outfit for SantaCon, which I don't really do. I do my own thing, which is I call it the anti-con because uh-huh. it's the anti-con. Oh, that's hilarious. And I do the Brides of March where we dress up like brides during the mm-hmm. Ides of March. And we roll around and ride on that sea glass that. carousel down in Battery Park. I, I mean, I still do wacky things like the, the mermaid parade and whatnot. Sure. Interestingly, he also is a burner, though. He ah. went to Burning Man back in the early days, in the 90s, and his last year was 2002. And last year, 2018, was the first time he'd been back since 2002. Uh-huh. And 2002 was my first year on the playa, and I've been going ever since, except for the first year the bar was open. Mm-hmm. So we do have that in common. Are you going to do that again? Are you going to go We're together? We're both going to be there. No, he's camping in his camp, and I'm camping with my friends. So, oh. I mean, in, in all honesty, I... I don't look up any of the New York people when I'm out at Burning Man because I see them here. Right. I see people when I'm at Burning Man that I only see at Burning Man and I want to be with them. Right, right, right. And you want to be in that experience. You don't, you want to have that. Yeah. I don't need to hang out with the New Yorkers. I I I love that you're so involved in it that you're like, that's my thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's a pretty thing. But are you involved in the production of it in some way not or? anymore but I, you, last, you last have year, been yeah. right well, for i worked 10 years for department of public works which is the the arm of burning man that does the infrastructure the building and the tear down and the cleanup and i ran the sign shop for a bunch of years last year i went back and worked three weeks of production of making signs came home and went back for part of the event and basically since i quit and opened the bar and took that year off. I want to go each year and do it a little differently. So mm-hmm. this year I'm going to go for a week of the setup, which they call build week. Mm-hmm. And then the week of the event. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny. So uh, we're getting to the end. We only have five minutes left, but I think something that you, I'm, I'm like, th- I'm thinking about you, Abby. <laughs> and I'm thinking about how, um, you know, it's really interesting what you said about your dad being a pilot and traveling a lot when you were young. And I think it must have, I'm wondering, it seems like such a great gift. Like it made you really open to a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, Do you I think? don't, I don't know. Again, like watching my nephews and my nieces, I, I, I would never have thought that how a person is as, as much nature as nurture as I've seen with them. And I, I think I just came out. Being the kind of person who, you know, 
everything like you don't uh, seem like you get rattled. Yeah, well, I do get rattled. What? 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 So you're unflappable. You get described as unflappable, well, right? I, I, I maybe I was a little flapped yesterday. <laughs> so what by the would, Department what, of Health? The what, Department what, of Health what flaps would, me. What? What would? What would? What would that be? But that's what happened, or what? What? What gets? What makes you what feel out of control? Me. Well, yeah, I mean, you. Things, Thank you. I, things that I don't have control over, like the Department of Health, like, mm-hmm. you know, that they could come in and mm-hmm. say, I mean, it's the clean. My bar is the cleanest bar you will ever be in. I swear mm-hmm. to I shop mm-hmm. vac my basement. Yeah. Uh-huh. I shop vac the basement. No, I, hear I get you. on my hands and knees to clean the bathroom you. and the, the floor. But I have a shared basement and the Department of Health has given me crap for having but a shared basement. But if we were basement. putting together a, a community of first responders, I think you'd be great on that, right? I'm not sure. Really? I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'd be good with people dying in front well, of me. Well, well. I'd like, probably be like good at calling 911. Emergencies? You're, good, you're like the kind of person that's good in an emergency. Maybe. I think I'm more, I probably would be better in a crisis than an emergency. Like, <laughs> really? I don't want, How do you parse that? Don't, well, don't, I don't. I don't let. Don't trust me to save your life. But if we're on a sinking ship, I'll probably entertain the hell out of you <laughs> while we go down. <laughs> well, that would be great. <laughs> That's great. I'll call you the next time I'm on. <laughs> like if the pirate ship yes, had gone a, down, yeah. you would be the person I'd be, to be, I'd be with. I'd be fiddling while Rome burned, mm-hmm. I guess. So do you and your boyfriend socialize together? Or yeah. like when you do things, I imagine you guys. I, I, we're better just the two of us. Uh-huh. Um, and does he, he, you don't live together. No, obviously. he doesn't want to get married again. Neither do I. I'm not. I'm, he lives near where he works and I live where, where near does, where. Where does he live? Way up on that breeze, like Spanish Harlem. Oh, so you don't see, so that's. I go to his house. uh, mm -hmm. He comes to my house. We have dates. Mm -hmm. Um, Nice. Yeah. And, you know, we've traveled together and are going to be traveling together next weekend. Where are you Um, going? uh, Well, we're going to, I'm going to be celebrating my birthday in the Hamptons with some friends. Oh, nice. At place that my sister has. So there's a bunch of us going out there for a long weekend. Oh, that'll be really nice. Yeah, that'll be nice. You know, what's great. Like from. Like I look at your point of view, you're in a new relationship. Your birthday's going to be awesome because he gives a shit. Oh yeah, well, boy, he, and he's really good about buying things. He's bought me so many. He went, uh, he went to, to Bangkok and brought me four dresses and a necklace uh, and perfume. He's big on giving presents, which uh, I, I'm, I'm enjoying receiving. And he bought me more flowers since we've been uh, seeing each other than every man in my whole life put together. Wow. So, this he's, guy sounds great. He's and doing a good job you, you of being my a, boyfriend. I'm impressed that you picked a stable guy. That makes me feel like like good. Like, well, he but, picked me to be quite honest. He's like, I want that one. Well, so. yeah, but but uh, you tolerated it or yes. whatever. Yeah, I, I, stability. I entertained it. Here's the thing, ladies. Stability. You know those those crazy guys are fun, but they're a lot of work. Stability is just so. Yeah, much you don't want to have to take care of a guy. So no. let's remind everybody where the bar is because we got to go. Um. And you're there a lot, right? Yeah. So they can come by and meet you. Yes. I'm usually, my, my shifts are Monday and Tuesday noon till eight. Uh, Cause those are the crappy shifts, but I'm there for all the events too. And it's okay. a lucky, Say the address again. lucky at one, six, eight Avenue B between 10th and 11th. And, right and, off the park. And the website is lucky 
luckyonb.com or on Facebook or Lucky on B. Great, great. Thanks. You really, you know, you're kind of a birthday present to me. This is going to ah, give me good stuff to reflect yeah, I'll on. Get you on. Good that, perspective. I'll get you on the pirate ship. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I just want to say thanks for uh, listening in. Dr. Lisa gives a shit. Dr. Lisa gives a shit. Dr. Lisa gives a shit.